This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Good morning. It's Tuesday, March 22nd. And uh, today, I probably... Just so everybody knows, I won't be on Twitter much today. I am going hiking after recording this podcast. So um, if you have questions, it will probably be delayed in getting back to you. But uh, there was some interesting things yesterday. If anybody hasn't seen this, um, I will tell you that the the Chinese airplane crash is horrific. Um, I saw dash cam footage, I think it was. It was, it was very grainy. Um, of the actual plane crash, but whoa, made me scared to fly. Um, <clears throat> this plane was essentially just, uh, they have video of it just shooting down. It went from 22,000 feet down to, uh, 7,000 feet and, uh, within a minute. So it was straight down. It then climbed up a little bit more and then went straight down again. Definitely sounds like if you haven't seen it on Netflix, the case against Boeing, um, documentary. Um, it sounds very much like what those pilots were, um, uh, experiencing in the 737 max, not saying that that's probably similar because it's probably not the, the airplane that was in that, um, was, uh, significantly different. The 737 800 from my understanding has been around for a much longer time without any kind of revisions, anything like that, but it was scary. Um, but, uh, one reason I I won't invest in Boeing right now is just because there is so much, um, just who knows what's actually going on there, but, uh, Boeing is at 186. I think it touched. Yeah. Um, let me get this out of the way. Uh, in my active trader pro, my morning briefing, you've got an hour and nine minutes until the market opens up, but. Um, yesterday it touched 180. <clears throat> the 52 week low was just on the 8th uh, of March at 167. So you still probably have some move down. Um, there were some interesting uh, talks yesterday um, about energy stocks. Energy was up yesterday. I still personally believe that uh, Europe will probably do something to affect Russian oil. Um, Halima Croft was on CNBC this morning. She's doing a tour of the Middle East, and there are significant issues with OPEC, um, specifically Saudi. Saudi is under attack. Um, the U.S. may sign a treaty, and, and the other allies may sign a treaty with uh, Iran. And if they sign a treaty with Iran, that, that should uh, ease some supply concerns. But the Saudis have basically said, hey, um, NATO, America, <clears throat> if you don't protect us against the Houthis, then we are not going to increase. We can't. They, they essentially can't, can't increase the supply of oil. So they're sitting there kind of between a rock and a hard place because they've been hit on several, I think it's four or five different um, uh, production uh, sites for oil. And they just have not, uh, you know, gotten any kind of 
the West is way involved in Ukraine. So essentially, that's that one. Um, but energy stocks, I continue to say UCO is a buy. Um, you're probably seeing this one going back up to the, uh, let's see, it got up to the 190s on March 8th. Uh, it, it's fairly clear, even with all the gaps. And, and again, you can't really read this chart because this is based on oil futures. The, the volume was there. It was not there yesterday. The volume was rather light in UCO, in my opinion, but you just saw a MACD cross up um, on the 21st yesterday in the morning candle um, on the algorithm. Let's try and run it. Uh, I think it's going to get us. Yeah, we're back in at 166. And so UCO right now, let's check it on Active Trader Pro, is at 170. So you've got a buy-in at 166, 170 is not crazy, it's trading at 179. My guess is if you put in a buy-in at 166 today, you're going to get it and the algorithm does say, hey, that's a good opportunity. Um, but again, the chart is not always great on this one, um, just because there's been, you know, just to give you an idea, the performance chart on this over 1,000 candles actually is really good, um, 693% return over 1,000 candles. Versus holding, buying and holding gets you 181%. So your beta is significantly down on this one, meaning that you're not risking a lot. Um, as long as you have fluctuation in oil, this one's going to be a good one. So UCO, buy at 166. I think today I'll probably take that buy. Um, I'm going to try this one. Uh, why not? You know, again, this one, I think the big win that you saw was uh, uh, recently. Um, let me see if we go back a little bit on this one. I'll post this chart on Twitter. Um, if we go back to the beginning of the year, yeah, you've kind of, you've been in and out of this one. And there's been very few fake outs. So my guess is while you've, you're down here on the RSI um, and the MACD is back down closer to the oscillator, I think you've got a good opportunity here. Again, volume needs to show up, but if you put in a buy at 166, which I might do, just a limit buy, I think you'll hit it today. So energy stocks, PXD, COP, HAL. Um, there was also Mosaic, which is a fertilizer company. And I believe that they released earnings. No, their earnings is coming up on May 2nd. And if you take a look at the chart on this one, this one is crazy. Um, the buy-in on the algorithm was February 2nd at 42. You're still in this one. The MACD just crossed up again. Um, and fertilizer, and the, the RSI is at 73. This is so overbought, I wouldn't suggest buying it, but there are significant volume shelves up here at around 60 um, that are being formed. The big volume shelves are around 46, 45. But this one has been a, a kind of favorite. It's a, um, it, it's a fertilizer company, and anybody that knows, fertilizer's going nuts. Um, and the other thing that, that to go along with fertilizer is wheat, W-E-A-T. Um, this one is probably going to, you know, they're talking about significant uh, shortages in wheat. Um, this one is at uh, pretty much, if you look at a weekly chart, um, it doesn't look good. Uh, it's been down over years and years and years. Um, the 200-day the is significantly just it's down, but it's swinging back up. So I uh, don't know if we're going to hit the 22s like we were in 2013, 2014, 
but definitely looks like volume has showed up. So I think I posted this one earlier, but I'll post it again so anybody can see it. Um, Blackstone, which is an interesting one. Um, are they, uh, let me see, what's Blackstone? Um, Blackstone BX, I believe it is. Um, let me look at there. BX, yes. So BX, you're looking at um, the highs in November. Let's look at it, the 52-week high and low. So BX Blackstone is, um, their uh, PE ratio is 15. Their 52-week high is uh, 149. Uh, they closed at 122. 52-week low is 71. I believe this is the one. BX, my, I believe that's the one. They have significant exposure <clears throat> to real estate. And essentially, Joe, uh, Joe Terranova on CNBC, who I actually like, I, I think he's got it. Yeah, this is the one. He was saying buy it at 123 because it probably will be heading back up because of their exposure to, uh, to real estate. Now, it's trading at 122. And he was saying buy it at 122. The algorithm has buy-in here on March 17th at 115. He thinks it's going back up to the November 1, 140s. Um, and, and that's kind of, it, my guess is that's probably where it's going to. But the RSI is at 57. We just had that MACD cross up. It doesn't look to be running. Um, the, the actual volume looks to be showing back up. Um, the volume here on January 26th that really showed up, um, which was a buy-in at 114, uh, got us out with a nice um, 16%, uh, I'm sorry, 6% gain. So this one's one that he said, hey, buy it. Um, the earnings are coming up. Looks like the, the ex-dividend date is right around, usually right after the earnings. So you're probably going to see this one start to crawl up. Um, I do see a volume shelf here um, at 113. If we don't hold this one that's kind of forming at about 120 right now, there's another one at 122. So you do have some some volume here that that is significant. Um, you did have a death cross back in January, like most other stocks. Uh, the 50-day tried to cross above the uh, the 200 on March 4th, but it was rejected and it just sank. This one just sank. I'm going to have to look up news on this one. I, I kind of just wrote it down, didn't look at it before this, but Blackstone is one, uh, symbol BX. Uh, after hours yesterday, Nike beat earnings. Um, they didn't release a forecast, so they didn't. Uh, push anything forward, <clears throat> but they said um, their e-commerce was good. They they have great um, uh, demand here in North America. Everything was good. It was up about six seven percent after hours. Um, so my assumption is Nike again. They kind of you know they're bell uh, uh, kind of a bellwether of retail. So retail is still still strong here. Now, I watched a little bit about Mullen, and Mullen is crazy. So yesterday, we saw Mullen right around 12.30. If you look at the, the chart, um, in the middle of the day, this was going for a run. It got all the way up to $4, um, and it was crazy. The, the volume, everything was good. Um, everything was good. Um, essentially, what happened was, and this was out in the news already, but there was a news report about the CEO's compensation. 
and it came out around 1230 and it was crazy the the response. Now, you can go back to February and look, and this was all published, but essentially the CEO's compensation over the last two years has been $35 million, $35 million for a uh, company that's not making money. He's been given shares. He just sold some shares. When this news kind of came out and it was published um, you know, back in February, nothing happened. Now, it was republished yesterday at 1230, and everybody got scared. It went all the way from $3 or $4 down to $2.80. It's since recovered, but it looks like it's still falling here today. So if you were in this one, hopefully you got out before that news report. Um, but this just kind of shows you, hey, this is a pump and dump. Um, they're not making money. Uh, they're not probably not going to get the loan that everybody's talking about. They're not in partnership with Apple. This is a great trading stock because of the volatility, but you can get burned on the downside as well. Um, today after hours, Adobe uh, is has their earnings. And I've always been interested in Adobe. A-D-B-E is the symbol. Uh, this has been a pandemic stock uh, that has just cratered. Um, it's being linked, lumped in with all of those other uh, pandemic stocks. Um, it, this thing ran up to 600. Let me see. A-D-B-E. Let me look at A-D-B-E. Oh, stop. Um, but let's look at this. So their 52-week high is 699, just under 700. Their 52-week low just came seven days ago on the 14th, 407. So on the algorithm, you're looking at a chart that has a buy-in a few days ago at 441. Today, you're trading at 454. After hours, they do have their earnings. Um, typically, on earnings, the last two, this has been a disappointment. Um, let's see. On their, their, uh, back in September... Earnings share report surprise upside by three percent, but it, the stock went from six hundred and forty down to five hundred and seventy-eight a few days later. Um, earnings surprise zero percent. Um, it was right in line back in December, and the stock went from six hundred and twenty-seven all the way down to where it is today. Now the earnings uh, will come out post market today. I again, can you get any lower? Um, their P.E. ratio is 45. So it's it's significant up there, even at 455, which is where it's at trading at right now. Um, there there have been some. Some. Uh, let me see. Uh, profile. Um, let me look because there was some analysis, but I don't have it handy, but I, I wouldn't expect this one to necessarily pop my personal opinion about about Adobe when they made the switch from purchase software to subscription I think it was a brilliant uh, business move uh, somebody that's been in the subscription business as far as um, monthly cable internet phone uh, I've been in that world for 30 years subscription works better than buying uh, personally though my own personal opinion I don't have the Adobe suite and the reason I don't have Adobe Suite is I just buy the Apple products. So for all of the Adobe stuff, there's an Apple software that usually comes either with the computer or 
um, and it's free or it's significantly less. For instance, Photoshop. I have uh, Affinity, uh, uh, I think it's Affinity Creative. I, I forget the actual, but it's Affinity Photo is I think the, the name of the program. And uh, that was $30 on a Black Friday sale. And I get all the updates. I get crazy. It's, it's right in line with Adobe Photoshop. And for $30, I've had it for four years now. Um, for the Adobe uh, video editing software, um, I use Final Cut Pro. And Final Cut Pro was, I got it on a, uh, a student's uh, discount. It was a bundle where I got motion and, and a bunch of other um, compressor and a bunch of other programs, I think five programs for $199. Boom, that was four years ago. So uh, Adobe, I'm not a huge fan of, but they do have earnings. It could be a play. Um, I don't see, you know, again, the, the buy-in on the algorithm was 441 heading into earnings. Their past few earnings, you've been burned on this one. The last earnings where you saw it going up was a buy at 487 back in May 17th. Their earnings on June 17th, that one ran all the way from 487 all the way up to 700. So that was June of last year. Maybe this year it does the same thing where it goes from 400 up to 700. Um, you're ripe on the charts for some type of pop on this one. Uh, so it might be an opportunity. Um, Alibaba said they are buying back uh, $25 billion worth of shares. They're trying to pump this stock up. Um, and it's clear that the Chinese government does not like that their stocks have been beaten down. So um, it is up 10% in the, pre, in the pre-market. Uh, everybody that is a financial person has said, do not buy the American shares of this. Uh, I own the American shares of this. I have not transitioned them to uh, uh, the Hong Kong version. But this one is a buy in the algorithm as of March 17th. Uh, at $99.14. And today you are trading at 113. So it's been a, a win <clears throat> from that story, standpoint, from the algorithm. Now, the 200 day, the 50 day, um, the only ones that are positive are the 9 and the 21. The 200 and the, the 50 are still negative. You've got an RSI of 54. You just had that MACD cross up. Volume has shown up big in this one. Um, it's starting to flatten off. Uh, I would expect volume to show up big again today. Uh, and I, I, I think it's a good opportunity here. Um, you know, my personal opinion is I'm trying to dollar cost average up. Uh, I've got a long way to go because my Baba shares are, uh, let's see, I will be, my cost basis is $213 per share and you're at 113. So I got a long way to go. Uh, and I've got a significant amount of money into this. I just tend to believe that this is coming back. Um, another one that's a good one, in my opinion, CrowdStrike and Pan, uh, Palo Alto Networks. The U.S. government did say that Russia is trying uh, to hack a significant amount of uh, American companies. And they're seeing increased, oper- uh, increased vulnerabilities. So... Uh, I, I do think that, that you're looking at an opportunity here to get in with these companies at a pretty good price compared to their 52-week high. Again, CrowdStrike, 52-week high is 298. You're trading at 205 right now. I think you can still get this one around 190. 
Um, I think it'll probably go down to 190 again. Uh, Palo Alto Networks, which is the best in breed. This is the largest cybersecurity company. You're at 581 right now. Um, their 52-week high is 598. So you're not far off on this one. Um, I think I got into this one in the 400s. Let me see real quick. Where did I get into this one? Palo Alto Networks. I got in 477. So I'm doing really well on this one. I've got a 21% gain in just a few weeks. Um, one that I've been keeping an eye on and I wanted to kind of bring up because I do think it's one of these that's a um, one of the Kathy Woods darlings, but I do believe in this one more than other Kathy Wood ones. And it's starting to move in the right direction is Upstart Holdings. It is down today, um, UPST. And if you don't know about this one, they do loans based on algorithm, not necessarily credit score. And it's a new way of loaning money out to the general masses um, that doesn't hold you hostage to your credit score. So they basically will, um, you know, it's not a payday loan type situation. It's long-term loans. Uh, it's probably the way that the loan industry is going. But Upstart, um, they are, you know, they've been cut down from, you know, uh, Webbush just cut them down at 714 this morning. Upstart has an average rating of outperform and price targets ranging from 110 to 350. Um, essentially, what, uh, what they're looking at is uh, upstart, Webbush cuts Upstart holdings to underperform from neutral. Price target to 75 from 110, citing delinquency trends combined with macro geopolitical risk, reliance on third-party funding. So, Webbush is kind of cutting it. I think you could play this one. They are down today. They went from 125 to 117. Again, that price target is a is significantly lower than where they're at. The 200-day is still moving down. Now, the question is on this one from a, a chart perspective. You've got a lot of gaps up here. Um, and do those gaps get filled? Gaps don't always get filled. But there's a significant gap here back from March of last year. And it's between 61 and, and 80. Um, is that one that moves kind of down towards there? The 50-day, again, started moving up positive. The 200-day is still negative. At some point, that 50-day is going to cross up on that 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 200 day. Now, the question is, does this just kind of linger in the 100s here and it does that movement kind of at that point? Who knows? But I do see gaps. There's another gap here between 130 and 150, which it it tried to fill um back in its early March move where it actually moved from 104 up to about 130. So, um I, I like the company. A lot of people that I, I know who are much more knowledgeable than me uh, like the company. Um, they've got earnings per share. Um, they are Their PE ratio, even at 125, is 88. But they'll probably grow into that PE, meaning that their earnings are significantly growing. So, um, again, they went from uh, $0.60 cents per share back in November up to $0.89 cents per share. So, what's that? Uh, 30% move in earnings. So if they can continue that type of growth, I would continue to see this one move up. It was just one that I, I thought bared some looking at. Um, so I think that's it. You know, Devon Energy, I saw the energy stocks um, kind of moving up. 
DVN. Let's look at this one. It's at 6160. It's still moving up. It's up over 60. I don't suggest getting into this one at 60. Um, let's see if they had another buy-in on the dip. Um, they had a buy-in at 59 on the algorithm. So maybe, you know, if it, again, if it dips under 50, under 60, that's kind of my mainstay here. You've got earnings coming up. Um, looks like May 3rd. So you're way out on earnings. Uh, it just passed its dividend date. Let's look at Zim. Uh, we've been talking about Zims. Today was the ex-dividend date, so you had to hold it. Uh, Zim is trading, so it took the $17 dividend out. And Zim is trading at $75. So it closed at a, a 71, which means 71 plus 17 is 88. So it closed at 88 yesterday, took the $17 out. Um, I think it, it was up. Um, it is up in pre-market to 75. Um, it's running again, it looks like. My guess is these are, I saw this with GOGL when I bought it. My guess is people are assuming, hey, it crashed, I'm gonna get back into this because this was a, a uh, Wall Street bets meme um, stock. My guess is that this is, again, going into that, that situation where people are trying to buy it, thinking that, oh, I'm gonna get the $17 dividend because today is the, the ex-dividend date. Well, no, you're not going to get it. The people that sell you the stock will actually get the $17 dividend. So somebody that's selling it today at 75 gets the $17 dividend plus the $4 that they made on the stock from 71 yesterday, the close, to $4 today. So they're, they're actually making out much, much better in that, in that realm. Um, the dividend date is April 4th, so you're still a little bit of ways away from the payment. Um, but this is one that, that, that I would say, um, you know, we're, we're not in right now. I'll wait for a, uh, a MACD cross up DAC, which is the other one that we were talking about. This one's kind of flat 105, 106. Um, but Zim, we're waiting for these morning candles to show up on our algorithm. Uh, I don't think that it's going to show a buy-in, but you never know. Um, DAC, it doesn't have us out. The nine day is still over the 21. It's kind of floundering here at the 104 realm. Uh, so uh, the MACD is kind of crossing down. I wouldn't get into this one right now. Uh, the RSI is at 62, probably just needs to come down. So I think that's enough for today. Again, I'm going hiking. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow. Hit me up on Twitter. I will answer things as I can. Um, but enjoy your day. Have fun trading.